Good morning. I hope uh, you're having a great morning like I am. I'm so, we're so blessed to have uh, the praise team that we have, and I feel like we were brought into the th uh, throne of grace, and uh, that's a, a great place to be. I, you know, I was thinking, I meant to do this first service, and I didn't, but, uh, you know, this week, uh, this coming week is Thanksgiving on Thursday, and and uh, that's one of my favorite holidays because it's just about family and it's about really hopefully taking a few moments and giving thanks. And, uh, you know, that's what we hopefully will do. And it, uh, the story came to mind, I was reading this a few days ago, Luke 17 and verse 17. You know, Jesus had healed 10 lepers. And in uh, 17, verse 17, one guy came back and he was a Samaritan. And, and Jesus goes, was not 10 healed? Where are the nine? I don't ever want to be the nine. And so hopefully this morning as we share and get into God's word, you'll uh, be worshipful unto God. And, and also, you know, the Bible tells us that every good thing comes from God. So anything that you have that's good came from God. So we can be thankful for that and hopefully uh, this week especially on Thursday, you'll, you'll give God thanks for those things. Um, one more thing I'm going to add. This is, this is free. This wasn't in first service either. But uh, in my personal prayer plan, I was taught this many years ago, and it's just been really helpful for me, and it's something I really enjoy, and Thanksgiving week's a good week, and we're going to be teaching on prayer today. Uh, I try every morning to just stop before I make any petition to God and I, I put my hands out, and I thank God for 10 things. And uh, it's just a reminder to be in worship. And, and I'll just take my hand. I'll, I'll go through the list. And a lot of times, this is my health, my wealth. Uh, if you live in America, you're wealthy. Uh, you know, my family. And, and then there's other things. But uh, um, if, if, if you want to add to your prayer plan, that's to me, it's been very helpful. And um, Well, as... You know, we're starting a new series this morning, and I'm privileged to be able to start that series. Uh, we're going to be talking about prayer. We're going to be looking at the Lord's Prayer specifically. And uh, I'm going to be, we're going to be doing four weeks, P-R-A-Y. And so I've got the privilege of teaching on praise, which is a great week since it's Thanksgiving. And uh, I thought about, before I share this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, I was thinking, you know, there's another popular prayer that, a lot of you were taught, and it was the prayer of before you uh, had a meal, and uh, it was, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food, by his hands we shall be fed, give us, Lord, our daily bread. And I remember over the years, especially with me and my brother, we would fight over who would say the prayer, and then it got to be, well, I did it in three seconds, right? I did it in 2.9 seconds, and, and it really, it really got away from what the prayer should have been. And it became a ritual and a routine. And I, I'll be honest, I don't believe God was honored. And, uh, but when I look back as an older person, I started to really look at that prayer. And it's a great, great prayer. Because it starts out acknowledging God. It's not about a request. It's about saying God is good and God is great. And so we can really value that kind of prayer. 
Um, as we look at Matthew chapter 6 today, Jesus taught a couple of times specifically on prayer. Now, he modeled prayer, and you can look at many different prayers that Jesus prayed and learn from that, but he taught specifically twice. And it was two different occasions. One was in Matthew chapter 6, which is what we're going to look at today, and it was on the Sermon on the Mount. It was one of the greatest sermons ever preached, and it was to a crowd. And in that context, right before he teaches on the prayer, the Lord's Prayer, which we'll look at, he begins to say, don't be like the religious establishment. Don't be like them. Because what they do is they want to be honored. So they'll stand up in public and they'll start repeating prayers that have no heart to them. God says, don't be like that. Don't be like a hypocrite. We want you to pray from the heart. And, and, and I was thinking uh, this morning, I just uh, uh, grabbed this book. I, for whatever reason, I felt like God wanted me to look at it. And I, I didn't share this first service, but uh, it's E.M. Bounds' book on prayer. It's amazing. This guy, this guy knew how to pray. And in it, this, I had, I don't, I'm marking all my books. So if you see a book in my office, you can know if I read it or not by the marks in it. Because I'm marking every book I have. And, and this line came full circle with what we're going to be talking about. Ian e. Bound says, religion has to do with, excuse me, religion has to do with everything but our heart. And that's what was going on in Jesus' day. A lot of man-made stuff, a lot of ritual. It was lifeless. It was heartless. And it was just a routine. And so when we get the context of Matthew 6 and the other time that Jesus taught in Luke chapter 11, his men, his disciples were watching Jesus praying. And they waited till he got through and then one of the disciples says, Lord, will you teach us how to pray? Because what we've been seeing is not what you're doing, and, and we, want, we want what you have. And so Jesus shares with them how to pray. And you can look at both different uh, passages, but we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6. So if you got your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew chapter 6, and verse 9 is what we're going to be looking at. And believe it or not, we have one slide. Uh, I know that uh, Zach was a little bit uh, surprised, but we're going to have one slide, and hopefully, hopefully you'll remember this sermon. My prayer, honestly, my prayer is 10 years from now, you're going to go, man, this was powerful. This is something I'm using in my life, and uh, you won't be the same. And so I chose one slide. We're going to look at Matthew 6 and verse 9, the Lord's Prayer. And Jesus says this sentence. When you pray, pray in this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's what we're going to stop at. That's what we're going to focus on. That's the application this morning, that one sentence. He starts out and he says, our Father who art in heaven. Now, one thing, that was shocking. The disciples never called God Father. Never. There was this separation with God, and they never would even disrespect God's name that way. 
Matter of fact, I was sharing earlier in the early service uh, when I was reading uh, yesterday in um, uh, excuse me, John chapter 5, I had to think for a minute, uh, in verse 17, Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath, and the Sabbath was supposed to be treated as holy, but because religion got in the way, they forgot what holiness looked like and what just doing good for people looked like, and Jesus healed a guy on the Sabbath, and they said, man, uh, they got together and said, we want to kill Jesus because he healed on the Sabbath, and they also said this, and because Jesus keeps saying, that God is his father. They said, man, that's blasphemy. You can't say that. And yet when Jesus is teaching his men, he goes, our father who art in heaven. And in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Jesus uses the term father 65 times. But when you get to the book of John, which is the book of love, God calls his father over a hundred times. He calls uh, God his father over a hundred times. So think about this. It's about relationship. That's what our Father who art in heaven. And I know we have many that's watching online and we have many here this morning listening to me. That is if you have a relationship with Christ. See, if you don't know Christ, you don't have a father-son or father-daughter relationship. So this prayer doesn't apply to you. It's only for those who have relationships. And as Andy Stanley says, relationship changes everything. So if you have that relationship, then you can say in an intimate way, Abba, Father. And see, a, a good father, if, if you had a good father, and I know some people didn't have that, but what a good father does is he's a protector, he's a provider. Sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no. But because you have a relationship, you know that you can trust that he's a good father, then he's going to answer it in what's best for you. And so he starts out, our father who art in heaven. <clears throat> but not only is it our father, but he's in heaven. So nothing is outside of what he can do for you. So you can go confidently knowing that he's in heaven and he can come down and meet whatever needs you have. Now, I, I thought it would be good, so I looked at a lot of different passages to see how some of the Old Testament uh, men and women of the Bible, and even some of the New Testament, how they prayed. Because again, in Jesus' day, they had ruined what prayer was. And, and let me say this, I didn't even say this first service either, but I'm going to say it. Religion's man-made. Don't let anybody tell you all these proper and different things about prayer God wants your heart. So whether you're standing up, whether you're kneeling down, you honor God with your heart. It's, it's, prayer is worship, okay? So it's not about specifically that somebody else does this way in their prayers. I gave you a, what I do, but I'm not telling you you have to do that. But if you, if you think that's the way you can worship God, then do the ten things. But it's not, God never wants prayer to be a man-made thing. Well, Chad does this, so I guess I need to do that. That's where we get into trouble. But Jesus gave us a model that we can look at, and we, we can uh, apply those principles. And, and so here's some different models of people that prayed. I, I love this. Daniel chapter 9, verse 4. I prayed to the Lord my God, saying, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant to those who love him. 
So Daniel, what does he do? He doesn't start by asking for anything. Now, a lot of times, I'll be honest, when I'm praying the 10 things, I'm already immediately starting to think about my needs. (laughs) And sometimes I'll find myself asking God, petitioning God, and go, oh, wait, wait, God, I'm only on two. Let me go back. I just want to worship you. So I'll start back going back through my hand because I'm so needy and I want to petition God. But God really wants you to start out in worship. And so if you worship him, you can do like Daniel did. He said, man, God, you're awesome. You're Lord. But other people in the Bible, Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 5. Nehemiah said, oh, Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and steadfast love with those who love him. So Nehemiah, same thing, just like Daniel. It almost looks like the same prayer. They had a good model. And then I love this story, the story of Hannah, when she so desperately wanted a child, and, you know, uh, she was made fun of because she was barren. And in 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 2, she's in the temple, and this is what she prays. There is none... I think we sung this, Bob. There is none holy like the Lord, for there is none beside you. There is no rock like our God. So again, she's going, I just, God, before I I request, before I petition, I just want to remember that you're Father. I have a relationship with you, and it's a good relationship. And I, you know, Jesus even taught in Matthew as well, if an evil father knows how to give his kids good gifts, how much more will a good heavenly father give when you petition him, when you ask? And so, a couple more. Mary, when she was found out she was the virgin uh, and she uh, became pregnant, this is what she said. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Now, we'll get to that in a minute. Holy is his name. But, and the last two I will share verses on this point, our Father who art in heaven. Remember Jonah? was defiant, disobeying God, didn't want to follow God's plan, and God allowed a fish to swallow him. While he was in that fish, when he finally humbled himself, This is what he prayed. It's in Jonah chapter 2 and verse 9. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, (laughs) he's in the fish, (laughs) but I, with the voice of thanksgiving, this fish was good for him because it brought him back to his senses, will sacrifice to you what I vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Now, I don't know exactly when Jonah was spit out of the fish. I wouldn't. Doubt that when he said salvation belongs to the Lord. Because he realized prayer is worship. In John chapter 14 and verse 13 it says. Actually I'm going to save that. I'm going to wait to share that. In a minute I'll share that. So what, what God is doing in this first sentence in this prayer that we have heard our whole lives and most of us memorize, the Lord's Prayer, he starts out the first sentence. And he's basically saying to us, 
and again, you guys online as well, he's saying to you, if you have a relationship with your father, you can ask him and he'll answer you, okay? Um, so it's about relationship, our father who art in heaven. But the second part of that sentence says this, hallowed be thy name. Now, that's what I love about Jesus. He always had the perfect balance. He knew that if somebody just, um, if he had just said, our Father who art in heaven, there'd be a chance that you might get lax in the relationship. And, and I'm going to tell you this, I hate this. This is what I call disrespectful. When I hear people say, well, I just want to uh, talk to the man upstairs. It ain't no man upstairs, okay? He's the God of heaven. So when Jesus says in this prayer, I want to have balance. Our Father who art in heaven, you can have intimacy, you can have relationship, but hallowed, he's holy. He's to be revered, he's to be honored. That's the God you're praying to, so there's a balance. And he wanted his, his disciples to understand that. And so what does it mean to be holy? It means to be separated. That's why the Sabbath, when the religious leaders got upset with Jesus, the Sabbath was supposed to be separated. It was supposed to be different than other days of the week because you were honoring the holiness of our God. And they got the holiness part. They got the, hey, we better revere God. They wouldn't even say his name. That's how afraid they were that they would disrespect his name. But when you say, hallowed be thy name, what you're doing is you're going, God, your name means your character. That's why the Bible talks about your name uh, should be highly valued. You should have character if you're a man or woman of God. But see, a lot of us speaking to America and our culture, we have forgotten to revere the holiness of God, hallowed be thy name. It's his character. So it ought to make you cringe. It ought to make you upset. It ought to make you may, maybe even say, hey, if you hear somebody say, GD, don't say that. That's the character of God. It's the name of God. We want to have respect for God. Just like Zach preached a few weeks ago, we don't want to hear somebody say, OMG, because it's the holiness of God. It's his character that's at stake. And so he says, when you pray, intimacy, but respect, hallowed be thy name. And so when you look at some passages, I'll, I'll share a few. John 14, 13, it says this. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do so that my Father may be glorified. So Jesus says, hey, what's at stake when you ask in my name, when you say, in Jesus Christ, in his name, or in the Lord God our Father, when you pray that, he goes, I will answer those prayers because it's about my glory. So when we come to God, we want to glorify his name because God takes his name seriously. I'm excited that last this past week that Zach was sharing, we got a chance to touch our community in the schools. My excitement is that hopefully when we did that, 
And we did send cards that glorified his name to give him honor of who was behind the gift. I pray that God smiled and goes, man, I was glorified in that because he got the honor. So a couple of passages that I'm going to share. Psalm 9, verse 10. Those who know your name put their trust in you. Those who know your name, his character. Hey, he's loving, he's kind, he's merciful. Psalm 135, verse 1. Praise the Lord, praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, servants of the Lord. Psalm 148, 5. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. <laughs> he's creator. That's a way that you praise God. And then one I like, I memorized this when I was in my 20s. Uh, I only remember that because I was doing student ministry and I asked uh, kids to memorize 10 verses and this is one of them. Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. What a great verse. Some names that you've heard from God. And, and let me say this. These names I share with you, God's not concerned if you remember Jehovah Rapha. But that Jehovah Rapha means the Lord our healer. When I'm praying, I just want to be intimate with God. I'll go, God, man, thank you for healing so-and-so. Because we've had people that God has answered prayers this week. And I want to take time and pause and thank God because he's the one that gets the glory. Um, but here's some names for God. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. If you have peace, you can thank God for it. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. I don't know about you, but in the hard times with COVID and all of the discouragement, it's good to know that he's present. Jehovah Shammah. El Elyon, God Most High. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides. And I love this, Psalm 8 is a great psalm, but Psalm 8 verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. I love that verse. But I was telling uh, the first service, God taught me something this week. I'd always not understood Numbers chapter 20. Numbers chapter 20 is a, a time when Moses made a mistake. And I always thought, man, God, that was so harsh. I mean, what you did. And here's what he did. Moses, the people were grumbling and complaining again, and they needed water. And uh, God says, Moses, I want you to speak to the rock, and then I'll, I'll make the rock give water. And Moses got so upset, the people's grumbling, and give us water, give us water, give us water. He goes, I'll give you water. He goes, you want water? And he hits the, uh, his rod uh, on the rock twice, and water comes. And all of a sudden, God speaks to Moses and Aaron. He says, Moses, Aaron, you dishonored my holiness. You dishonored my name. You will not enter the promised land. I'll let you see it, Moses, but you're not going there. You do not disrespect the name, the character of God. He took it seriously. And I thought, that is how serious when we pray. It's a time of worship, intimacy. Our Father who art in heaven, 
but it's also a time of holiness. Hallowed be thy name. To finish, I'm going to share a couple of psalms, and uh, I'm going to have the praise team come on up. My prayer this morning, as we get ready to worship, worship should always, whether you're singing, whether you're praying, whether you're working, whatever you do, it ought to be about God's glory. I taught you a simple sentence. I hope if, if you learned it today, if you really understood it today, the Jews knew that if someone understood something, they applied it. So this week we'll know if the lesson was taught by how you live. But our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Psalm 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. And then Psalm 150 says, Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him with the sound of the trumpet, praise him with the lute, the harp, praise him with the timbrel and dance, praise him with string instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be His name.